0: Shore where the mountains meet the sea in a
1: clapboard shack by a broken down the tree. There's a light in the window to salty gals inside. I'm not sure if they're witches, but you know that's implied. got the storytelling,
2: ego swelling, pillow talking, moonlight walking, sea hey Welcome to the Sea Hags Podcast. My name is Chris Jeppa. And I'm
1: Katie Nordgren.
2: And today we are joined by a wonderful musician and friend of mine, Orit Shimoni. Hello, fellow hags. <laughs> 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 uh, today is a blustery as fuck kind of day. It's like the ocean is raining down from the sky and it's raining sideways. It's gray, it's wet. It's gorgeous. You or love it. I love it. We're holed s- up
1: in the shack drinking our kombucha because it's Vancouver. <laughs> <laughs> namaste. Namaste. My soul recognizes your soul. Oh, of course.
0: Aw, that's <laughs> so sweet. That's, that's what, what namaste means. Oh, I, I that's very a, nice. Yes, <laughs> except we're in the hilarious satirical article I read where it was like I think
1: namaste means go fuck yourself <laughs> <laughs> the people who say it seems like to be saying like the Vancouver version of bless your
2: heart yes oh bless your heart oh namaste <laughs> mm. <laughs> just the most passive aggressive it is a little passive aggressive <laughs> just a little just a touch <laughs> Um, Do you want to just kind of check in? Let's check it in How's your week been, Katie? Oh, God
1: (laughs) (laughs) Last few episodes, I've reported a real uptick in my old self-image And feeling real good about myself And this is the week it fell down Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm dealing with some shame today I overdid it on Friday, really badly Uh, I'm a moderate drinker or consumer of any number of things Uh, I don't like to get too shitty but in this case i was uh, hanging out with a new friend and was nervous and just kind of will go drink for drink with someone and that's not a good plan mm. and then i i lost about an hour and a half of the whole evening I, it's a it's deleted scene and i don't know what happened and i'm very embarrassed about it and i'm just like i keep reliving what it could have been <laughs> what it might have <laughs> what i might have done like And my wife has been filling in little snippets because I came home and she had to take care of me. I insisted that she make me uh, chicken nuggets.
2: Wow.
1: (laughs) And then I tried to fall asleep and she had to feed them to me in bed. Uh, She had to change my clothes into pajamas. (laughs) And it was very... I feel really comforted that she did that, but I'm also really embarrassed that Aww. she had to. But you know what? We all get a few freebies and I'm going to say that that was mine. Yeah. <laughs> so you were okay.
2: talking in your last episode, you know, tending to her after she broke her elbows and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's all, it's, all it's part of It's very and hard for me
1: to accept support from other people and that's something I know about myself and I don't love it, but I also just, yeah, I don't like feeling like I need other people to take care of me, but mm-hmm. we all do, so it's yeah. okay.
2: And, uh, Lesson number one from the road. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so is a touring musician and has a lot of wisdom to share today, and we're going to get into... It's experience. It yeah. may or may not be wise experience. Well, you know, everything is evidence. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Everything's wisdom in its own way, and sometimes learning not what not to do is... Yeah, way more valuable. <laughs> That's very true.
1: So, other things that are, are of interest, uh, I would say that we really hit a milestone, you and me, Miss Chris, uh, in the last little while because we've been working on this podcast for four months. We've been friends for a really long time, but we after normally all the... don't
2: spend a lot of time in person together.
1: But now, after you know doing this weekly for four months, uh, even though we're just about to release our first episodes, uh, our menstrual cycles synced up for the first Yay. time to the day. Oh man, <laughs> which is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> It's a little yeah. bit of a cliche, but yep. it's sweet. It totally happens. Yeah, the Sea hags Shack is a sometimes menstrual hut, and that's just uh, that's what you got to do. I that's, just want a high five for being in sync with the two of you. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Woohoo! Yeah.
2: <laughs> Periods! Yay! Yeah. Uh, I was lamenting just this week of just feeling really shitty and, you know, emotional and bloaty and in pain and having to deal with a lot of things. You know, you wake up in the morning and you have to tend to yourself and then you still have to go to work even after dealing with a lot of grossness and it's not fair it's not fair and so i wrote you know on twitter it's just like bring back the menstrual hut and like so many people agreed (laughs) with me it's like it would be nice to just be able to get a little week's vacation because my threshold for bullshit is just lowered so much so i was like really cranky at work um managed to sort of make myself feel better by like going out with some folks and like with the use of a curling iron and some lipstick, just doll up and <laughs> trick my bad mood by being real cute. Put a good
1: face on a shitty mood.
2: Yeah, it well, worked sort of because yeah. you know, I'm it's adorable. Better than so that's great. So uh, it works I'll well. I agree with that. Yeah, but uh, for sure. Yeah, so my coworker was talking a lot about um, how everything this week was in Pisces. All the planets were in Pisces, which is your sign, Katie. (laughs) Sorry. You know, uh, emotional (laughs) high tides and everything being sort of slippery and elusive like a fish. So like anything that we think is solid. Or like real is like really not and it's kind of an illusion so just feel okay to just let it go, right? Mm -hmm. And so like I had a really interesting job interview and I'm kind of like okay I'm not going to put too much pressure on that, maybe it'll happen, maybe it won't, and like this really bad feeling that I'm having is also going to pass, you know, and so don't make any decisions this week, just feel the feelings and let them go and wash over you like the river. Lesson number two from the road. Just to not get too... You can't. Like, you're literally
0: moving from place to place. So the concepts of letting things go, for you, you're forced into that because you like fall in love with everybody you meet and then have to let it go the next day wow. and be ready for the next one. So for sure, like the good and the bad, you're just like, I am a fish on yeah. the road.
2: Flapping, gasping for air, back in the, the water. time.
1: Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yes, there
2: is a lot of gasping for air. <laughs> Where did I get this bicycle? I do not need that. <laughs> <laughs> letting go, um, letting go. is a So big yeah, theme. so that was just like having having a body was. Awful this week and, <laughs> Having a body You know awful, It so. is Like oh you yeah, were just saying Like uh, Ori was saying You know it's I'm gonna so be much shifting much. around Cause like my tailbone's <laughs> fucked know. And I injured my feet And yeah. like Yeah It's so been more
1: than a week You guys we're all yeah. Yeah. Being brutalized by our flesh prisons This week And like
2: gravity <laughs> What a bastard yeah, what gravity be gravity is <laughs> How was your week Ori? You just rolled into Vancouver? Yes Where'd okay. you come from? Calgary Yeah Um my week was
0: great and I don't say that very often. <laughs> it usually is pretty great, but I usually feel complainy. Um, it was I was wrapping up my time in Calgary. I had a place to myself mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks, which is a huge luxury for me and I was able to catch up on a lot of booking work, which is a huge part of what I have to do, but it's the hardest part to tend to while I'm gigging a lot and, and socializing with the people I'm staying with and working on recordings and writing, and it's like, oh, shit, but I haven't booked shows. So I caught up. <laughs> I caught up on a lot, and I caught up with a, a very ne- renewed sense of motivation that I really needed because I was really burnt out, and it was there were a few things that the universe went, dose, 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 here, 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 you need this, this, this. And I got all of it and just went, it just, I, I've been rebooted. Mm,
2: that's yeah. wonderful. Cause I can imagine, yeah, just being on the road, playing shows every night, you know, or traveling in between them all the time. And it just would drain your energy and then having right. to do all the admin stuff. It's ridiculous. It's such a pain in the ass yeah. as well, but you need to keep doing it to keep mm-hmm.
0: doing it. And like also it. like, if I don't do it, I have no income. So yep. it's. Yikes yeah. yeah It's like If I can take a break But that means that I will have zero coming in Yeah So I have to Not let it slide uh-huh.
1: Hustle Yeah you know, I've gotta keep hustling Yeah, yeah.
0: I think I hit a paradigm shift About the hustle In the last week Yeah After reading a novel About a Russian revolutionary <laughs> Like it was That's really why your
2: phone Keeps auto-correcting <laughs> <That's Entrotsky. laughs> I know It's <laughs> totally <Entrotsky. laughs> That's way before
0: I read the, um, <laughs> the novel But it's all coming together now The signals from My paranoid
2: universe <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's telling me something
1: um, you have to go kill Putin.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Don't say that on the. end Oh no, he, he
1: will do something about it. <laughs> okay, yeah, probably we're being bugged right now. Oh okay. shit! Um, <laughs> I think we're being recorded.
2: That's <laughs> the <laughs> best. Of best. Um, yeah. Um, but what was your paradigm shift, sort of? Um, it's not a
0: new thing for me, but it's something that I need constant reminded reminding of is mm. that there are reasons that I'm doing what I'm doing beyond myself and I have to constantly the one of the things that brings me down like in a huge way is feeling like it's um it's about the success or failure of my ego Mm -hmm. and then having to remember that the songs are for other people, and songs help people, mm-hmm. and they actually actively help people. So it's not about m- you know me wanting attention for what I do. It's about me providing <laughs> a service for people. That's a very uh, business <laughs> way of saying that. But I mean, I've, I've music is medicine. Yeah. It's medicine for myself, but it's also medicine for other people. And, and I've, I've I um, that made me. There were a few conversations, like really important pivotal conversations in the last few weeks for me that reminded me of that. And then reading this, I've been very concerned about not being um, an activist enough in Mm. these very, very troubled times. Mm -hmm. And like having really struggling guilt over that. Like, what am I doing? Like, there's like serious wars and there are there are I am not involved enough and every time I express concern about that my friends are like you are an activist what are you talking about you're this nomadic like songster singing like awareness to people and that's activism like no yeah but no because you know I'm not like risking it like there you are you're totally risking things all the time like you're a total fucking activist (laughs) okay okay (laughs) um and then reading this book about um, the Russian Revolutionary? About the Russian Revolutionary? Uh, she wasn't really. It was It was written incredibly brilliantly because she just got swept up in the revolution and the different characters embodied different sentiments regarding being a revolutionary mm. and the, the ambiguity about it. Mm. And uh, I was kind of flabbergasted when I met the first characters in the novel who were speaking this. I mean, and in those days, it was really like... Ideology was ideology. It was yep. before postmodernism. So there was no fragmentation. If you believed in something, that was pervasive, and Marxism was Marxism. There was a character whose mother committed suicide when she was young. And when she confided that to the group of revolutionaries, like she didn't kill herself, the class systems killed her. <laughs> and it was, I'm reading <laughs> That's that. It's not green. wrong. <laughs> it's not wrong, but it's also ridiculous, yeah. even though it's not wrong. And mm-hmm. to see everything from, I was like, how could anybody have been so single-minded, but then other characters reveal the ambiguity, mm. it just really, really spoke to me, and then kind of juiced me, and <laughs> I was like, no, you you, you get out there, and you do this, and do this in a way that's maybe a little more overt and obvious, that you're not just performing, so I've started doing workshops now, too. Oh, cool. Yeah, and more community things. Right that, so I'm going to do my shows, but I, I'm offering workshops before the shows, and then I feel like...
1: Well, that's a way to put it more out into the world. Yeah, well, because
0: people don't have to make the leap. They'll mm-hmm. enjoy the music if they enjoy the music, but I can actually make them more interactively part of yeah and make it more explicit that this is what rhythm does to communities, this is what melody does to communities, this is what expressing yourself creatively does for communities. Let's do a workshop together where we all do that together. Okay. And then let's <laughs> and a. then let's
2: sit back and enjoy
0: my show. You know? <laughs>
1: Hello.
0: Something like that. Yeah,
2: now you've done some work, sit back and relax and I'll entertain you yeah. with cheeky fun Yeah. And sad and emotional and beautiful songs. Yeah,
0: but kinda showing
2: the uh, the Culmination of years of mm-hmm.
0: thinking that way, but just here's my example of my creativity. Mm-hmm. I'll go to yours. Well,
2: yeah. um, as like I've played cello and accompanied so many different people. And you're one of the main songwriters or that, like, really, even without explicitly saying that, really communicates that kind of message. Aww. And it's always such a pleasure to play with you because you get the most comments after shows of people being like, I was so touched by that. Aww. It was really beautiful. Aww. Like, of all the different shows that I've played, maybe some people get one, but you consistently get, like, a flood of people just being like, that was really important. Thank oh, you so much. Oh, my God. So that's really lovely. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. It's actually,
0: and this is why I always talk about the universe just seems to know what I need at all times, because the more I doubt it, the more explicit feedback I get Mm -hmm. about that. In the last few months, I've gotten emails after shows saying, please keep doing this. You're articulating things for us. We need to hear what you, like, please keep doing this. And I'm like, oh my God, oh my God. Mm -hmm. They don't think I'm just like a wanker, (laughs) like wanting to (laughs) sing my songs to be like, really, it's, it's
1: crazy. We're yeah. all a little bit wankers, but... <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. There's obviously,
0: like, my ego enjoys performing, mm-hmm. for sure. And Why it, would you do it if yeah, you didn't? Like, yeah. it, would, it would just be
1: activism. Like, this is torture. I hate every second it of this, but torture. I have to it do is it. It is torture sometimes, yeah. to be honest. Mm. Is, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I've done a whole slew of shows that I was way too exhausted to be
1: doing. It's just, yeah. There's no, none of that uh, joy of performativity. It's, like, an <laughs> obligational...
0: Yeah. There was good Adrenaline rush At the end of the show But yeah. the whole day Leading up to it You're just
1: like oh, There's still, You're still doing the work It's just not as like uh, Personally rewarding At the moment I guess Like
0: Leading up to And then The, the first like Song or half set it can be torture when yeah. you're really tired and oh, not yeah. feeling well, and then
2: anxiety. Issues. Was that when you came back to Vancouver and we kind of had to just call it a that while? That was the only
0: time that that's ever happened to me, and it set a panic fear for the next few months of mm-hmm. performing. Wow. It was really a dramatic. Yeah, you were so ill with me. the flu
2: when we were playing at Cafe de Soleil and. Or it was just like, you know, I have to stop. And I thought I was d- going to faint mm-hmm. on stage.
0: And I was like, I really don't want to faint in front of all these nice people. <sighs> and and I called it. And it was the most terrifying. Because you've
2: got such this, like, work ethic
0: on the road <laughs> right, that you, you were just yeah. like, I'm not going to cancel any show no, ever, I've, ever, I've ever, ever, ever. i played way sicker than that, too. Mm-hmm. So I was surprised by my own. And it was you my body going. My body literally was like, hey, you, like... You're not listening. <laughs> you not just your brain, you need lady. You listen, <laughs> and I'm going to convince you that you're fainting. Mm. I felt like I wasn't getting any oxygen between breaths. Oh,
2: God, jerk body. Wow,
1: well, well, I was mean, so hard to have. But
2: but thank you for looking but after I'll, you, I guess, yeah, in that yeah. way, too. Oh, yeah, man. Totally. But it took me a, a long time
0: to recover from, from that. Yeah, mm-hmm, body they're, they're annoying, persnickety little
1: things. They are. Uh, no, today is the first but day. I also, think that, really oh. good things for like <laughs> telling you things. Oh yeah, you just have to listen. It's to a them. good little message yeah. system, but <laughs> listening to them is difficult. Yeah. But, so. so, today is the first day that I, I think I've properly met you, Ari. Yes. Like I don't know if I, I've heard heard tell of you in the uh, taverns and <laughs> street. <in> this tavern, <laughs> and absolutely. Um, and uh, but I know that you and Chris have known each other for a really long time, and uh, you apparently yeah. have
2: a pretty good uh, tell. Yeah. meeting. So, I think it's been about 4 years. Is Something that like what we that, thought yeah. 4 or 5? Um and so we met at the Railway Club. Um in sort of a random thing, I was there with my friend Hillary, who sings the theme song. Um, Hi Hillary. we love you. Yay, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> we do love Hillary. We um, do love Hilary. And we were, we were out seeing a supper show at the Railway Club, and it was my friends Cam and Jesse, who did one the first Wednesday of the month. Oh, yeah. They're silly gentlemen. They no longer do that, and the Railway Club has changed a lot. But at that time, it was sort of like my clubhouse, mm-hmm. where I felt very full of like awesome community people. And so it's like, oh, I'll just go to this regular thing. And they always would invite people to come and play. And I would get up and sing backing vocals with them. Um, and Orit was there because she was going to be playing a show later in the night. So she was just there early, get some food, chill out. Sound check. Yes. Yeah. And the the guys that were running the supper show said, hey, why don't you come up and play a song? Yeah. And I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I was like, oh, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
2: Um, and
0: it was like... You know, 4 years ago was different for me. Mm-hmm. Like it was ar- I was already halfway into my touring life, but I was like you get a lot more confident as you go. So I I didn't I can remember kind of faking my confidence a little bit that yeah. I was like, okay, they I'm on and I got to think fast and pick a song that's going to work with their what they're doing because Mm -hmm. a lot of kind of a silly raunchy vibe basically Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and I'm like not known for my silly raunchy songs
2: but (laughs) uh, I had one I had one yeah, and so that's the one I played. And uh, she invited Hillary and I to come up on stage and sing backing vocals, so yes. we did, and that was really delightful. Oh, wonderful. Um, and then, in then, like she was playing this like sassy song, and the two guys were like slow dancing and grabbing each other's butts and stuff like that behind her. <laughs> <laughs> and I so didn't know that. I just know everybody was laughing. <laughs> I'm like, okay,
0: something's going yeah. on behind
2: me. So hope they're not making fun of me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It was a delightful thing. And then you said, you know, stay for my set, and yeah just wound up basically like, hey, I'm a musician that comes into town every once in a while, so then next time I'm in town, can we play music together? And it's just become a tradition that yeah. sort of in the spring, it seems like, usually. Yeah, or it a
0: little bit from year to
2: year, but yeah, yeah I'm usually here once like a year. like a bird. <laughs> um, I used to be called Little Birdie. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's why. There we go. That just clicked in. I remember okay, that. I remember go. seeing <laughs> posters and things. Yeah.
2: So, like, we've done shows every time you come in. Either we've planned, like, a house concert at my place yeah. or at our friend Fee's place, which is a beautiful place to play music. We did Um, a couple more railway club shows. mm -hmm. We did um, Café du Soleil
0: a couple of times.
2: Yeah, so we generally try to to gig as much. And we just played a show last night at uh, Skinny Fat Jack's, which is the (sighs) little space spot is the words that I was trying splot. to splot that little splot behind uh, Slickety Jim's chat and chew <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just love qu- quirky names yeah. here
1: at Slickety Jim
2: yeah. it's a really it's lovely an space incredible though. incredible space It's super too. tiny um, we were told you know the capacity of this is only like 25 people because of fire code and it was the weird sensation where it's like normally you're just like oh I hope enough people come and this time we were just like I hope, I
0: hope. too many people don't come yeah so that
2: no one has to be turned away it was <laughs> the
0: weirdest feeling of my life to be worried about both outcomes at the same time. <laughs> like not enough people, too many people.
1: Want exactly
0: the right amount of I people to show exactly up here. I need 25 people to show up. Or people to show up early, leave, and new nu- And that's exactly Which it totally, it couldn't have happened more perfectly. That's wonderful. There yeah. were bums in all the seats, and
2: then a few left, and a few more came. It was perfect. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And yeah, it was just a beautiful beautiful show to play. Oh, we wound up yeah, just jamming together for a lot. So just jamming and it out. It's a, a delight. Right on. Um, but so... That's kind of our, our origin story, we just keep doing stuff every time, and I want it to continue Me very too. much. And as like, you know, you're on the road and traveling around, you must have a lot of little hot spots all over the world where you've got people that you meet up with. That's the best part about being a solo act, because mm-hmm. everyone's
0: like, oh, you must be, oh, so you're all into... No, because I'm solo. <laughs> that was a whole series of sentences. Yeah, I didn't really <laughs> catch that <laughs> <actually>. <laughs> Um,
1: Yeah,
0: exactly, oh. exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> The fact that I'm solo allows me to play with a whole bunch of different musicians because if I was touring with a band, I'd be locked into that band. And there wouldn't be that much spontaneous music making with mm-hmm. other musicians. And then also
2: you don't get as, like, tired and pissed off <laughs> at the band that you're oh touring God. with. Uh, there's a million reasons I'm really grateful I <laughs> don't tour with the band. And there's a couple I'm sad about, too. Yeah. But
0: mostly, I, there's no way in hell I would have lasted this long with a band. Yeah. Even just looking for places to
1: stay on the road would have been impossible. It's a lot easier to find a place for one person than it is for five. Yes, yes.
2: definitely. Um, do you mind giving us a little... So I know you've done a lot of interviews. So if you're curious about other aspects of Warit's music and... Mm personality and other work Um, she's featured on CBC a lot I'm sure there's lots of press to Google we'll throw up some links on Mm -hmm. the uh, thing as well to your website and people can listen to your music and all of that Um, but just we wanted to tap into a little more of like the personal stuff in our relationship and things like that but just how did you get started being a touring musician so it's quite a quite a leap to take to suddenly just be like you know what I'm gonna not have an address I am just going to tour around the world constantly and just play music everywhere.
0: Yeah. It sounds so cool, doesn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I was was a musician all along. Mm -hmm. I was playing shows from high school age, but I didn't think I was going to be a musician. I just kind of was a musician without realizing I was one. And I was trying to build a regular life. I was teach. I I became a school teacher. I, uh, you know, assumed at some point I'd get married, and you know, did my little academic life setting up stuff, and did music all along. And then um, there's a lot more to that. There'll be like seventeen memoirs when I'm done. <laughs> Just keep you know stay tuned. But <laughs> um, I. When I was living in Montreal in the 2000s, (laughs) there was, uh, I formed my first band, and about three shows in, someone came to us, someone came to our show, and, uh, and this will forever piss me off. This happened all the time. My show, my songs, I had a side guy people would always go and talk to the side guy about stuff. Mm. I'm
1: like, why? I just rolled my eyes. Nobody saw that. Yeah, movie. It was a really, they really deep it eye roll. They felt through the airwaves. Yeah. <laughs>
0: um,
1: that so was my, my men are exhausting eye men roll.
0: Men are so exhausting. Oh, God. Okay, yes, but it's true. It's true. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we love you, but you know. Yeah. Um, so my side guy came up to me and he's like, go talk to that guy. His name is Mark. He wants to produce an album for us. And I'm like, oh oh, that's the guy I was chatting with before, and we didn't. he didn't know I was the one who was going to sing, and I didn't know he was there to hear us because he heard good things about us and wants to produce us. Cool. And uh, an album was made. A amazing production work. Um, Mark Goodwin is his name. Hire him. Um, <laughs> but the uh, record came out. I had absolutely no idea what releasing a record meant. Like, I didn't speak that language yet because I was just this... I just wrote songs and went and played them. I didn't tell people when I had shows. Like I didn't understand that
2: any of the business side, any of it. I was like, it
0: was like a form of autism. And I say that in the best way possible because it was totally pure. I, I'm like, Oh, you're supposed to invite people. (laughs) Like, I'm like, or won't there be like random people there at the bar and they'll be the ones who hear you. Like, I I thought it was the weirdest thing in the world to ask your friends to come. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I still have a hard time with that. (laughs) Um, um so yeah we got I w- the one thing I was forced to do was just send it to CBC when it was done and and that record the the leader the uh, our music director of CBC loved that album a lot and and just kind of put the word out in the different programmers in CBC to pump it up and then I was like oh hm okay so it's not all in my head it's I I don't suck apparently <laughs>
2: It's nice, you <laughs> That's know. Nice. You yeah. wanna you wanna try to exist without validation, but then you also need it because you need to know, you know. Mm-hmm. I can keep continuing. And there was
0: a cluelessness to me that I mean, in retrospect, is is hilarious. It aggravated the hell out of the guys working with me because they're like, "Come on, man! Like we just like f- helped you out, like because we believed your record could do really well, and you're not doing anything with it." I'm like, oh. "I don't know what you're supposed to do with it. I nobody's telling me what
1: to do." Um, why won't somebody just tell me what to do? (laughs) It's like you're riding a tricycle one day and then they try to get you to drive an (laughs) 18-wheeler without explaining it. it. Yeah,
0: it was pretty much how I felt. Um, So there were little piecemeal things where, okay, we went to play like Canadian Music Week and we got accepted into little things and I filled out my first little grant application to go do that. And I basically got a glimpse of... I remember going, like, holy shit, this grant application is more work than my master's thesis. Like, holy this crap. is an insane amount of work and follow-up and organization. And I was teaching at the same time and finishing my master's at wow. the same time and writing my first book at the same time and basically Jesus. never slept. So I I got a glimpse of how much work it is entailed in, in doing music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then thought, oh, man, I'll never know... How what can what i can do with this unless i give it my full-time attention yeah my whole life i've been jealous of people who have a single focus because i've always been trying to live like 40 lives at the same have time like your fingers
1: in 20 yeah.
2: different pies. Many, many that's what I'm, pies that's what i'm <laughs> doing right now like it feels fragmented but all sort of leading to the same kind of thing yeah. but i don't know it's just such an interesting concept to be like okay let's all this other stuff that I'm using maybe is, like, a solid foundation it to, like, is. pay yeah. my bills and get that. Mm-hmm. Like, I really hold on to that kind of it's stuff. it's also
0: thematically foundational. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it feeds your art, too. Yeah. So I'm I, when people tell me, like, well, I'm not an artist like you because I still have a job. I'm like, no, no, your job feeds your art. Like, yeah. it's all one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I exactly. just, um, when I finished high school, I was like, oh, I want to take a year off and do music. And my mom and dad were like, yeah, you can. Sure We really recommend You do something else Take a year off If you want to But Or You know But but you should have A backup plan Because mm-hmm. like It's good to have A backup plan yeah.
2: That's always very Drilled into me Like have something To fall back on yeah. That's practical Right Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And I would mm-hmm. recommend That now Like even yeah. like
1: Yeah music's great But like I've never not worked a wage job since I've been, like, 16 years old. Yeah. I've always had a job at the same th- time. And that's not like, ooh, I'm amazing. I've always had this job. It's like, mm-hmm. no, no, t- I have terror feelings when I think about not having a steady paycheck. Yeah, and in. when I
0: f- did finally quit my job to do music full-time, there was a wave of terror feelings, I bet. for sure. I freaking bet. Yeah, it was, It was. yeah, absolutely terrifying. But I, I want to add, since we're sea hags, <laughs> that... Um, <laughs> Not having a steady income or um, that, like a little financial independence when you're a woman is supremely important. Yeah. And I learned that watching a documentary in school when I was 12. And I remember going, oh my God, I'm never going to financially be dependent on a man mm. ever. Mm-hmm. And that... that that colored me like that. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like if you get knocked up, you have to be able to take care of the kid by yourself. That was like this thing in my head. time. I was really young. Um, it's weird, but yeah. So yeah. Um, good to have a backup plan, but this mythical year off lingered in my brain Mm. for the entire decade that I waited to do that. And so I was like, I'm going to take a year off now. And I did, and within two months or so, know I was completely freaked out, but it was only a year off, so it wasn't a big deal. And then within about two months, I was like, a, a year is not enough. Like, are you <laughs> insane? Like, you need five years. Wow. You're not going to get a glimpse of anything. You're, you're going to, like, move two inches forward and then, like, stop it all again when you go back to work. Like, no, no, you need more than a year. Um, I'm, I'm giving a really long answer, I realize. That. <laughs> <That's> totally <laughs> I
2: totally that. Um, that. We've uh, got unlimited digital data. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm trying to, because I'm remembering it myself. Like, how did this happen? In that year off, I ended up moving to Berlin after flailing around through Canada and finding, like, I wanted one show in Alberta, one show in BC. Like, I had little goals for myself to, okay, you know, you took a year off, you have to do one show in each province, and... One or two shows in Europe, and then you'll have done your year off. <laughs> um, ended up
2: your semester abroad. <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind
0: of. At the same time, there was some really dramatic personal life shit going on mm. too. So there was like I was being pulled in a lot of so crazy crazy directions. Like picking
2: up and going to Europe was kind of like cool. See you guys. <laughs> but, um, it, it was see you guys
0: and hello you guys. It was, yeah, it was it was a very dramatic like movie movie drama. Like it was insane. There was like love triangle.
1: Love trapezoids. There was a love trapezoid. No, love
0: parallelograms. <laughs> <great, yeah. laughs> there was a non-geometrical form love trapezoid. I like that. <laughs> there was craziness and mm-hmm. it got me to Berlin where the craziness continued but in the time that the year I moved to Berlin the rules changed there. You used to be able to be there three months Go to Poland for a day And then Your three months Could be renewed mm. And suddenly there was The Schengen zone the Sh- They changed Yeah so now there was This <laughs> Schengen zone
1: to the Schengen zone <laughs> Sorry <laughs> It happens I wish the listeners Could see the look On my face <laughs> right now Which is really just like Come on. <laughs> like, no, I was like, why well, don't I know that song? <laughs> Danger Zone? Well, Kenny yeah, Loggins? No, I, I know this song. Oh, okay, but good. I for a second thought the Schengen Zone was a real song. I was <laughs> yeah, it was in uh, Top Gun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so you're funny. in Berlin. As in Berlin. The rules the have, have changed rules have on you. The rules
0: changed. For me to be there as long as I intended to be there, I needed to apply for a Z visa. I applied for a visa. The drama in my life that got me to Berlin also got me to give up the apartment I had in Montreal Mm. Um, I stayed in Berlin for the length of my visa I had to go back to Canada life was still really upheavily Mm. and I wasn't sure what city to live in and I had a tour booked and I thought I'm really stressed out right now I'm going to take these three months where I have shows booked all over Canada and then I'll look for an apartment and figure it out and as I was on that tour I was like or maybe, <laughs> <laughs> like, what if? What if? Um, since I have to look for places to stay on the road, and I want to keep touring, if I look for an apartment, I'm just going to be constantly looking for people to sublet it while I'm still touring. Mm. Mm-hmm. Why would I do that to myself? Why don't I just keep touring? Never in a million years did I think that this would last as long as it did. I thought a few more months, then a few more months. Mm.
1: And it has now been seven years. Wow. (laughs) Seven years, no fixed address. Yeah,
2: Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It's pretty bananas. It's pretty bananas. (laughs) Yeah. So I think uh, (laughs) we're going to take a quick break and uh, re-up on our kombucha.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just because we want to be even more insufferable. (laughs) That's the funniest segue to it. Interview break I've ever had, <laughs> wow. and
2: then we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit just about taking care of ourselves on the road <laughs> and in creative prospects. I guess. Yeah, totally. Make sure there's kombucha at every interview. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, we take care of our guests. Yes, we know, we know how to treat a fine touring lady just right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then maybe if we've got some time, we might play a little bit of music and yeah, sing some good. songs. So That'd be fun. Maybe not time. even on this episode, but we might release it as like a bonus. Yeah, Boners. Episode like that. bonus but episode. Anyway, all we'll it. be right back.
1: Self-care tip. Get your wife to get you Wendy's when you're hangover as fuck. Well, <laughs> when you're hangover, you need grease. You need to, You gotta have the grease. Yeah. Grease is the word that you heard. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, we're back.
2: We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So we were just kind of talking about how Katie and I are homebodies yep. to the extreme. Really enjoy a routine. To the max with, like, three X's almost? Yeah, Yeah, like serious like, business. I have, I have a bit of, like... Sort of a contradictory feeling with routine sometimes, where it's like when I get into a routine, I start feeling really good and healthy. Then I start getting really bored, and I do yes. something self-destructive. Yeah. <laughs> like That's stay a out pretty normal. Yeah, I like don't stay out like... too late and like, on a weeknight and all Shake that it kind up a of little. stuff, right? <laughs> and it all just
1: fucking falls apart. My,
2: my <laughs> wild and crazy life stuff. Sometimes I stay out late on a weeknight. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> god. But uh, but Katie, I think you're even more routiney so than really I routine. am. Yeah. And so this like living on the road. <laughs> Sleeping in different places, like not having your own bed to go back to, like sharing space with a whole bunch of new people all the mm-hmm. time—I feel like that would drive me. I have very two bathrooms
1: in my house. We there are two people who live there. Like that's how much I don't like sharing bathrooms with people. Okay. So I would the not. The road survive. is not for you. No. Yeah, and it, it's not for me. It's not for my butt. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, it's not really for mine either. But we won't. You talk. do the best you can. I do the best I can. Um, it's. I don't think I would recommend this to anybody. Like, <laughs> I really don't. It's, it's bizarre that I am well-suited to this life.
1: Um, it's just a strange...
0: I, it, it's its hard, but it's, like, so amazing, too. And I i remember in the... B- I take it for granted now, and I really love being asked about this, and I really need to write this book already because I've started to get so used to it, I take it for granted, mm. which is horrible, and that means you need to stop and... And write about it.
2: I like that. <laughs>
0: yeah. The I noticed okay. all these things in the first year that I was doing it. First, I thought I was going completely insane. Mm. Just from the just from the total lack of routine, or there's symptoms that come along with that, and they're quite there's quite an array of them. And then in the first like few months of having those symptoms, I actually was concerned for my mental health. I thought I was losing mm. my mind because there were lots of really weird phenomena that came along with like shifting spaces so oh. frequently. I thought I was seeing people that weren't there. Like uh, there's doppelgangers
1: everywhere and mm-hmm. there's just really oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Your brain like just sees familiar things and then fills in the rest yeah, of people and you already like, know. Yeah,
0: and you have really messed up dreams where you're like mushing up all the different places and people. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. There are an insane t- insane amount of uncanny coincidences that happen mm-hmm. that like I have now I now give like Titles to the themes of like different chapters of my tour. So there was like the Frank Zappa tour one time, because Frank Zappa came up in every conversation every night, not by me. <laughs> like there's just themes emerged. I had a theme, I had a tour where the double theme of a tour was people who've lost a child. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God. And I met an anomaly. Every day I met someone who con- told, confided me in me that, and it was just crazy, and chickens.
1: <laughs> same tour?
0: T- same tour. And then wow. I met someone who confided in me that they'd lost a child, said, I don't know why I'm telling you this. And I, I put a hand on them and I was like, I it's okay, I know why you're telling me this. It's it's my theme, this tour. And Whoa. Um, so wild. Yeah, and then I and I told her um my tour I and then I told her what my what I mean by that, and I was like, Yeah, it's chickens and lost children. And she looked at me like I was crazy, and I'm like, oh my god, I totally said something horribly insensitive, like comparing chickens to lost children, and she goes, no, I've never told anybody this, but the the child I lost, the si- we when we brought the sibling to the graveyard to say goodbye to her, the sibling refused to go unless she put on her chicken suit from the place she was in, and oh I was like, oh my god. god,
1: it was... I... Uh, yeah. I'm goosebumping
0: I like. have,
1: all over the place. I
0: have so many stories like that.
1: It's insane. It's like so serious kismet stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So the fir- when that first starts happening to you, that that's a symptom of psychosis when yeah. you start to see patterns. You you're losing your goddamn yeah. mind. But I, like
2: our brains are meant to do that, like to, to take a bunch of data and see patterns in it, even if it's not rational. Like, yeah. You just, that is a reflex, I think. But I guess, but yeah. I
0: mean, that's a, that's an anomalous, mm-hmm.
1: that's very
0: that's bizarre, very, right? And, and that's one of several stories I've had. So that's mental health. You really have to be like grounded mm. because there's stuff like that flying at you from every which way. Um, but there were all sorts of things that I noticed that I'm like, of course I love this. Like I always loved field trips when I was in school, I always loved being like on the actual road as a passenger staring out a window at moving scenery. I've always loved seeing the houses of different friends and see how they, what's in their bathroom and what's how does in their... the there. other half live? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Except for it's not the other half anymore. Yeah. It's like literally how does, how do people live? Yeah. And it's like so fascinating and so energizing and exhausting. I bet. But the energizing part is just thrilling and, mm-hmm. and enthralling. So... But you have to be super adaptable and, and and be okay hanging out with strangers and sleeping on weird surfaces <laughs> and being way too cold one night and way too hot one night and mm. and like having your period when you're staying with men and then realizing oh shit in these stupid European bathrooms the sink is not in the same room as the toilet. Fuck, how do I get out of here without I them <laughs> seeing me? Like <laughs> when there's just all sorts of craziness. Yeah. yeah. Wild. Hence the book needs to be written. You gotta yeah. write that book. Yeah,
1: I'm working on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you you, you de- probably have to grapple a lot with feeling kind of rootless from time to time. Like, does that... Like, how, what's the longest you've spent anywhere in the last seven years? A couple months. Wow. Yeah,
0: and I seriously get itchy about to leave. Like, itchy I feel Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. The road is your home, your The home road is, is the my road. I
0: absolutely. Like it's, I can't even fathom stopping, which wow. is also very scary sometimes because mm. it's like, oh my God, my body's going to die. Yeah. I need to stop. And then like, well, where do I go? What city do I go? I had a health scare and, and thought, oh, if I find out I'm dying, where do I go? That was the weirdest thought. It was yes. a few years ago and I was like, holy shit, man. I'm going to have to burden somebody with dying. Like, oh that's God. crazy. Where will I go? What? I don't want to die in the city I have healthcare in. That sucks. I, I'd want to be in, like, which friends would I want around me? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it was... Such a question to have to ask yourself. Yeah. God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a normal life. And then, and then that can sometimes be a little bit isolating because, like, you don't know anybody else <laughs> who lives like that. So, yeah. like, nobody gets all of this.
2: But I remember you talking about you really formed... Like very deep and almost instantaneous connections with people when you're in a new city, and like our friendship is maintained. Like we don't really talk a lot when you're not when you're on the road and traveling elsewhere. Like maybe a few Facebook messages are on each other's radar, but normally we only talk when you're like planning to come to the city and we're figuring out like what schemes or adventures we can we can do. And while you're here, we always talk really in depth. And if you're staying with me or if you're staying with other people, like you know you you have those really deep and intense things that do last. Yes, the span of the year, and then you come back and it's like, yes. we pick up where we left yes. off, which yes. is really amazing. It is. And you've got that network all over all the world. All over the world, yeah. Well, which not all over the world, but well, yeah, in, yeah, in
0: several towns in several countries. Yeah. And they are deep, wonderful friendships that continue. Having friendships that you revisit cyclically is very interesting, too, mm-hmm. because you uh, will not see people for a year. And then it feels like no time has passed, but then your whole life has passed in that year, and there's too, and there's Mm -hmm. changes, and there's things that have stayed the same, and yeah, I mean. It is, it, it's a different brain. Ma- I think if someone did a, a brain scan of my brain at this point of chewing, I think it would look really
1: different than other
2: people's brains. I, mean, I people would really love to do that. <laughs> a <laughs> I'm a big fan. I got an MRI for science just because I was interested. Big fan of MRIs. Yeah, yeah. I, I enrolled in a research study. Yeah. I was just the control group and they were looking at like some schizophrenia research. And so I went into the MRI and I'm like, what I want out of this is I want the pictures of my brain. Yeah. Um, And they were like, oh, we don't usually give those. I was like, how much do I have to pay you for the pictures of my brain? And I gave them 50 bucks and they gave (laughs) me a thumb drive. They're like, we can't give you a snapshot because the MRI does like a whole um, yes. thing. So it's actually, I have a video. Oh. And it lives. Is it your whole body? It's it my whole head? brain. And it just like parts come and they develop and they turn away and then they go. It's like trippy as fuck to oh, look at. You looked inside your own I'm head. a hypochondriac, yeah. so it would be really.
1: <laughs> What's that bump? What's that consuming? thing? What's
2: yeah. That? <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of weird because you're just like, what? I'm missing parts of my brain. But it's like, no, they're just not showing up in that image. So it's like this big oh, flow. Cool. They can't put together the whole thing. But apparently, musicians' brains, um, the corpus callosus that connects the two hemispheres is thicker because we do a lot more connective work between our right brain, left brain creativity and communication and all the motor skills and all the math and all the language Mm -hmm. functions. Like so apparently so I was just like I asked them I'm like do I have a thicker corpus callosum they're like we don't really know, uh-huh. know. I'm like sure why did I
0: sign off for this study uh-huh. I want to be proven genius I'd take so. out all of
2: my body jewelry to go into the MRI <laughs> <laughs> oh man it's so funny like how
1: the certain things will just trigger memories in your brain because you're like a corpus callosum I'm like Phineas T. Gage <laughs> he got <laughs> a he got a railroad spike through his corpus callosum and survived oh it's God. like one of the most popular Ew, like first year no psychology I would never know. was a first yeah. year Psychology <laughs> thing, right? Like if you ever had to take Psych 101 somewhere, it's like they bring him up because they talk about like how your brain can still work after it's been injured and yeah, how you change. Yeah, and it, fix, it heals, and yeah. weird. And he, he became pathways. like a real dick, basically. That after also his, like, happens, he survived it, but he turned into a huge dick.
2: So I have <laughs> so not yet turned into a huge dick, no, but um, I
1: doubt you would. You didn't get a railroad spike through your brain no. so far, so that's yeah. that's a good. But that's a I'm good pretty life. sure
2: you are on the train a lot, so be careful. Oh yeah. God, I don't think.
1: <laughs> don't tell yeah. that to a paranoid I person.
2: Would, no, not paranoid. Okay. It has yeah, to be
1: yeah. symptoms first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's I mean, not a disease. It's, it's like disease. an, it's yeah, an exactly. accident. It's fine. So. Accident. It's
0: fine. <laughs> What am I going to do? I can't avoid accidents, but I can, you know, try to... I can worry myself. I can worry, yes. Into a coma. To into diseases. Yeah. Yes, yes. Totally. Yes. Well, I'm always trying Actually, to do Actually, I was too, just so. writing. I do write towards this book in in little snippets, and I was just writing a, a, a piece about um, another health scare and how... I compared my reaction to it to the reaction I had to a health scare a few years back, and it was so radically different. Mm. A few years back, I had a health scare, and I was like, I can't die now. I cannot die now. I've just started living on the road. This cannot be my story. I cannot die now. And this time, I was like it's okay if I die now, Ooh. which I don't want to, but it was like, I'm proud of who I've become. Aww. And I think people know who I am as who I know I am. And there's a body of work out there that I've put out. So holy shit. I think I've reached some, Lovely I was talking peace. to a friend about happiness and I was like, I don't really use the word happiness, but I use the word satisfaction. Mm-hmm. And that was a really profound reaction to fear that was very new and noticeable to me. Mm. That was like. And not, don't get me wrong, like I really have a lot more work to do
1: (laughs) that I want to get done. I'll have to go kicking and screaming. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, fine, but I'll hate it the whole time.
0: But what a different. But I was in writing about that. I realized that I've always had weird health things, even when I was younger, but the fear and anxiety about health. Did not start until I started living on the road. Mm. So uh, one definite negative side effect of being on the road is like hypochondria that I never had before. Mm. I might have developed it anyway, but this I'm going to be a burden on somebody. Mm. Uh, I'm in a foreign country. If I have a heart attack, what's going to happen? Like it's a completely different thing than I'm at home.
2: Yeah, mm. yeah. And then what about taking care of yourself when <laughs> you're not well on the road or? 'Cause it's it's different, you know, you're at home, you have friends around you or parents or Mm -hmm. partners or Mm -hmm. whoever that can like bring you soup or change you out of your jammies (laughs) if you're really or like I don't know, makey soup or whatever. Yeah, you have your do you really want some soup right now? Is that? Did I mention soup a couple <laughs> times? <laughs> couple. Oh, well, yeah, I yeah, just want some soup. soup. I'm soup gonna is make like the um, perfect metaphor for. I'm gonna make some comfort. delicious uh, burrito kind of like tortilla soup after ooh, this. Whoa, so ooh, that's maybe it's on my mind. Yeah, it's it good. In, in the soup zone. Roasted yam black bean soup. Oh, the fuck soup, yeah, girl. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. That's good. No,
0: yeah. No one's ever made me that on the road yet.
2: Soup. Yeah. What? You came to my house to soup. No soup. Yeah, but just
0: not tortilla, black bean, yam soup. Um <laughs> I have two responses to that. One is that um in the ways that I have taken horrible care of myself. <laughs> for example, a whole month where my diet was french fries cigarettes and coffee. <laughs> Pretty much exclusively. You don't want
2: to eat those cigarettes though, it's kinda group. No, money. no.
0: I was smoking them in between the coffee and the <laughs> french fries. It was it was I was going by what's cheap mm-hmm, because I yeah. was trying to use, like, be, uh, you know, obviously, for obvious reasons. Um, survival food. It was warm and greasy, therefore it felt satisfying, mm-hmm. and then coffee kept me awake when I was exhausted, and then cigarettes were just an addiction I had that I finally kicked a year and a half ago. Hey! Hey! <laughs> um... Because and sleep deprivation, my friends, and then I'm seeing all these documentaries where like sleep deprivation will give you cancer in your thirties. Oh, great! You know, like you should not do this to
1: yourself. I don't need to know.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) And I've been severely sleep deprived for years and long before I was touring because I I just don't get enough sleep. Um, The culmination of that has caused so many physical problems and mental problems in me that I've had to pay attention like yeah. my body didn't give me the. Ch- I ignored it for a really long time <laughs> I pushed every limit past every limit times a thousand ended up with serious pain chronic pain issues chronic injuries um everything they tell you will happen when you take shitty care of yourself <laughs> actually does happen right <laughs> uh, which was really disappointing right? yeah, <laughs> I, I like, thought I was the special one I really did think I was invincible for many well, you years you could outrun it just by continuing yeah And it was really funny in a way, tragic funny, because so many of my, (laughs) I was about to say comrades, (laughs) seriously, should not stop reading revolutionary novels. (laughs) So (laughs) many of my comrades. um, So many of my colleagues have serious addictions. Like they're serious boozers and serious drug takers. And I'm like, not that, but I was still killing myself faster than they were somehow because of the way I was living. Mm. Um, I ended up with like severe allergies that forced me to not buy sandwiches at, at train stations. They forced me into taking better care of myself. I started, like, so by really weird circuitous ways, mm-hmm. I've forced myself, my body's forced me to stretch every day, to, <laughs> you know, make rice cake and natural peanut butter sandwiches to take with me on the road to, to make sure, you know, whatever, whatever. Because yes. I was forced... Physically falling apart. Yeah, because it's like, oh
2: well, I'd love to keep eating the same road food that I did, but my body literally shut down, gave me hives, and made it so I couldn't breathe. So I need to do something about yeah, it. Yeah, my
0: body or said like no. my guts Just like Gabor says like, it will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have that book. Yeah, yeah. it's great. My As body, do I. <laughs> my body screamed no really loudly yeah. for a really long time, and then I'm like, oh, what's that? Yeah. What's that? Oh, I get. Oh, fine.
1: Okay. Sure. The
0: <laughs> the incredible flip side of that is that um, the I've I believe in this kind of amazing fortune that I've had the people that I've met on the road have intuitively I've met some healers mm-hmm. I've I've met people who oh you're on the road I'm a massage therapist I'll give you a massage oh you're on the oh. road I do reiki let me give you reiki oh I have really free trying
2: to reiki everybody I have, <laughs> everybody's reiki and every
0: oh I have free passes to a sensory deprivation tank happening this week by the way nice um <laughs> So
2: there's there's a balance gifts from the universe. Yeah. People like your friend Chris who like, Come sleep on my couch yes. and you can just curl up in a sweaty fever ball and yeah. I'll <laughs> soup and we'll just all ignore you and let you sleep for yeah. like two days straight. Yeah. <laughs> so it the will last make time you tear. A couple yeah, times. That. Yeah. 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 And you gave
0: me a blanket. You gave me your blanket to take with me on the Greyhound. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Which is in Calgary now. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the next time you're back in town, I got an actual spare room if you want a real Sweet. bed that the you can sleep in. The more people
0: I know <laughs> with spare rooms, the less I have to burden the same person every time I'm Total. in town.
1: So that's great. <laughs> and I'm right by the sky train, so. <laughs>
0: Sweet. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. Thank you. No, <laughs> you're
0: welcome. But the, yeah, the generosity. special, special gist, the gifts the for our guests. The generosity of people. Mm -hmm.
2: ultimate highlight of this life isn't that cool it's you know, we think about being so radically independent. Like, I really am like that very yeah. self-reliant. You were just saying at the beginning of this episode, Katie, about like not wanting to receive help from people. And I, finding it I really do difficult. want it, but I hate asking needing it, it, and I hate like what you said. I don't want to be a burden. Yeah. You know, I don't want
1: to be that person that I don't. And you know, I don't even talk that way about people that I do occasionally feel like I am burdened with them. Like there are people I know that need a lot of extra love yeah. and they need a lot of extra attention. But does I
0: mostly like... happy to give it exactly? Mm-hmm. And, and when I was on the giving end, I was so always, yeah. Always so then happy why don't we it? think that other
2: people are just yeah. as generous as we can you know, be to our people friends. people fuck up yeah. your self-worth at certain parts in your life,
1: and it makes yeah. you think that you're not worthy of yeah. care from other people, or well, that, like, you're s- you are yeah. you are somehow going to be a unique burden. Yeah. Um, and no, like, I'm never down for more than a few days. I could just let somebody look after me every yeah. now and again, and it's okay.
0: When I came back from Europe and didn't have enough gigs to even buy groceries and didn't have a place and was having really, like, serious life stuff happening, I stayed with friends for two whole months. Wow. I had other pl- friends in town. And I kept telling them that I can go elsewhere, and they're like, "No, your stuff's here. You're fine. You're fine." When I went out west after two months, I someone was giving me a ride, and I, I like, it reached my arms out to embrace the the wife of the couple to say thank you. And before the words came out of my mouth, as she hugged me, she said, "Thanks for everything, Orrie." Wow. Aww. And that was a massive shift for me. I was like, what do you mean? And they're like, we love having you here. You're so helpful. You helped walk the dog. You know, you help, you know, you're, you, we we love your stories. Yeah, you're a
2: pleasure to be around. We get into like these like four hour long conversations (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) Which
0: I feel very self-conscious about too. I'm like, Mm -hmm. I
1: talk too much. I talk too much. And they're like, no, we, not a lot of people have the same kinds of stories you do. Well, there's certain kinds of talking that gives people energy rather than takes it from them, I think. And if you must have figured that out at some point because I'm feeling pretty uh, jazzed up. Might be a bit of the kombucha, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think it's also the companionship. right that's so.
2: scoby High. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> my tasty bacteria drink. <laughs> Good for the guts. Yeah, Namaste, my friend Indeed.
2: Okay, well, I really, I love that as sort of a maybe a place to, to put a pin in it. Then yeah. Maybe we'll play some songs. Just like, sure. I kind of wouldn't mind just getting, getting a couple a of those on tape. Yeah. But, uh, I just, I love that. It's just like, there is a lot of generosity in people and there is a lot of goodness and like sharing and taking care of each other in a Mm -hmm. really collaborative way. Mm -hmm. Like I bristle a lot over self-care, even though I am like a very independent person as well. So it's like, how are these communities of care that we can look after each other and you've spread yours in like a really awesome international way. And I just think that's... It's incredible. Pretty awesome. It's incredible. So to let ourselves be open to receiving that kind of love and generosity. Let Let us let ourselves be loved. Oh. What,
0: one of the Reiki sessions that I was given, I hear messages when I, like, I didn't even believe in Reiki until I had it. I was like, well, whatever. I'm just going to lie and relax. I just don't believe in bus stop Reiki.
1: That's okay. what I know. The, the no. UBC Reiki club can bite me, but uh, <laughs> okay, whatever uh, works, right? Uh, like, uh, whatever exactly the hell works for, sure. for you.
0: Um, I was just ready to, like, lie down and relax in a lavender scented room and she could do whatever she wanted. I was like, mm-hmm. okay, great cool. way to spend your time, honestly. Yeah. Um, and then when she did it, I heard messages, and it was like a really profound experience. I will tell you the whole story in the book. Um, but after that first time, where I received a lot of messages, every time I visit her, she does it again, and I get one c- core message. And the wow. last time I had it, um, the words were Receive love, it's okay. Wow. Yeah. It's really. Fucking A. That's a great thing to end on, I I think. I like that. That's (laughs) beautiful. I love you guys.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Aurita. And you're coming back in the summer, you said. Mm -hmm. So we'll catch up and see what you've been up to. Cast the pod again. Yeah. 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 Excellent. Thank you for having me. All right, folks. This is a shorter episode, but uh, we're going to release some music for you guys later on this week. And until next week, uh, receive love. Um, love. Receive love. Receive love and keep it (laughs) haggy.
1: I guess we're going to try on some catchers. (laughs) (laughs) That one's not going to be here next week.
2: Okay, bye! (laughs)